Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. Let's start the show. Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Jay. I hope everybody enjoyed our movie cocktail last week for Ferris Bueller's Day Off. If you got around to making the cocktail, you can check the recipe. It's up over on our Instagram. It's up over on our Twitter. We'll drop lines to that later on. Please do. And if you are following us on the social medias, keep checking back because towards the end of January, we're going to be dropping our polls for the next movie cocktail, which is Movie Mad Scientist. We got Back to the Future. But I need a nuclear reaction to to generate the 1.21 gigawatts of electricity. 21 gigawatts! 1.21 gigawatts! Internal sunshine of the spotless mind. What we're doing here, Mr. Barish, is actually creating a map of your brain. Okay, let's get started. If we want to get this procedure underway tonight, we have some work to do. I want you to react to these objects, Mr. Barish, if you will. Or reanimator. What have you done in here? We created a life. So for our Movie Mad Scientist, those are the three films you can vote on. Vote on which one you want to see us make an original cocktail for mm-hmm. and the one you want to see us uh, discuss the most. Uh, we also have a little bit of news, Jay. We are now available on some new platforms. Uh, I signed us up for Sprucker, so we're on Spreaker. And then that also got us on a bunch of other different platforms. So if this is the first time you're listening to us, welcome. Welcome to the party, pal. Yes, welcome, everybody. Thank you. And then, of course, uh, I also applied for us to join the iHeartRadio family, putting us into the podcast. iHeartRadio. That takes, uh, they told me like that takes a couple weeks for them to put you on there. So, um, yeah. That's exciting. Eventually, eventually we'll we'll be on there. But they keep saying that they're the number one podcasting app. I've I've seen no evidence of that, but. We've been just ignorant to it, yeah. You know, the whole time for the past like two years. It, it probably, years. it probably isn't. You can say that without having any data I to back guess. it up. You're right. You know? You're right. Super Movie Brothers, the number one movie reviews podcast. <laughs> oh, it's funny because it's true. Take wink. No, no one's even asked me to prove that, so I can continue saying it until a lawsuit comes our way. All right. And who's going to sue us? And who's going to sue us? Exactly. The other guys that are number one doing a free podcast as well, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> They have better ads than we have. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of ads, Blowfish for Hangovers.com. Use your promo code SMBFish. Get your 15% off. Uh, so me and Jay got a little bit of a uh, of a review-heavy show for you. We've got two reviews to do. We are going to be reviewing Bad Boys for Life, and we're also going to be reviewing 1917. And then we are also going to be doing a little bit of news. Got uh, a couple news stories that are squeaking out. Finally, some news is coming back out for us to discuss. And then at, towards the end, we're going to do our top five military movies. So, uh, you know, modern age military, yeah, military war type movies, khakis, rifles, stuff like that, classic Americana type stuff. No swords and sandals. Doesn't have to be American. Well, nineteen seventeen. I say nineteen seventeen. Exactly. It doesn't have to be American. American, But yeah, what about uh, what about Enemy at the Gates, man? It's about uh, that's about Russian sniper. I I thought about that. (laughs) I I like that movie too. I know. I know. Or you're forgetting the. There's a lot of movies. You're forgetting the uh, the. the, There's uh, a lot. 
the Owen Wilson classic behind enemy lines where he goes running from the gunshot fire and he's like, I want to feel some funky Dixie lamp and mama going to take you by the hand. <laughs> and Gene Hackman just, it's so weird to see those two both in uh, Royal Tenenbaums. And then the next movie you see Look, them in is behind enemy lines. <laughs> that movie ain't that bad either, man. That movie's okay. It's okay. It's a hard sell. It's for, better than you would expect. It's a hard sell for Owen Wilson to be an action star. That's, that's just first and foremost. Cause you know, he just has that late, he, he has that laid back surfer action attitude where he's just like i crashed my plane wow 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 <laughs> but he's got the broken nose so he's got the busted nose right yeah so you could put a story behind that yeah. like he was some badass br- beret right. at some point um you know th- but they know they made him a top gun right he was uh he was a sniper he was a fighter pilot wasn't what? he no he's, i thought he, he i crashed. haven't seen this movie in so long i haven't seen that movie in so long that's why it's not on our list exactly <laughs> it's not on any of our lists so stay tuned it's not on any of our list so jay uh with that before we get into the rest of the show we got to get into what are you watching what are you watching He's trying to watch some illegal channel. Oh, ain't watching. No, 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 go past this. Past this part. In fact, never play this again. All right, man, what'd you get down to watching this week? Oh, man. Well, I could finally... If you mention The Wire, I will break this bottle and shove it right into your fucking trachea. And I will rain down on a godly fucking firestorm upon you. You're going to have to call the fucking United Nations and get a fucking binding resolution to keep me from fucking destroying you. I am talking scorched earth, motherfucker. I will massacre you. I will fuck you up. What wire? Yeah, exactly. Wire's been done. Wire's been done. Stop. Exactly. Went out like every other great series in ho-hum fashion. Oh, that's everything. Worst season that's of not, the fucking series it's the last one i can't believe it. that's not true because breaking bad got to go out with el camino which felt right it felt good that was a good oh ending. no no I, well their, their series ended fantastic yeah, so too. There you go. it doesn't always happen that way it doesn't always but yeah although this year a lot of times it, well does. last year 2019 was like the year of like disappointing endings where it's like we're gonna close out the x-men the fox x-men universe how's it gonna go out mm-hmm very badly. Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. How's that going to go out? Well, some of you are going to be really happy. Other ones, not so much. Uh, Game of Thrones, how yeah. are we going to end this, uh, this eight-season-long uh, epic? Some people like it, some people don't. Nobody liked Game of Thrones. That's not even divisive. That was just terrible. How that went out was just terrible. It was a travesty to its characters. It was a travesty I, to its source look, material. I don't, it was a travesty I don't, to anybody who's... I don't hate it. It's a travesty to anybody I who's been paying $15 a month wow. for eight years. Just Specifically as, for that just series. Just as specific. Game of Thrones, and that person is me. Yes, so. it is. <laughs> so, if you're wondering what that equals out to, Jay, I I spent one thousand four hundred and forty dollars just to watch Game of Thrones for eight years. Oh, well, actually, more than that, nine years. Well, hot damn. So, so nine years. So, so you know, add add a little bit more to that. What's I spent roughly fifteen hundred dollars to watch Game of Thrones. And that's the ending I got. So, yeah, 2019 was a year of disappointing endings. True. And it's the most expensive TV show I've ever I've ever watched. It was also one of the most expensive TV shows ever produced and made. So, I guess uh, that's 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 how they kept that going for so long. Damn. But how they not how they did how did they not feel that they that they at least owed it to people to go out on, on top? I don't know. Good question. I don't know. I I find it hard to believe I, Dan and Dave were sitting there as those episodes were being written, just be like, "This is it. This is the way." I feel it. It feels yeah. right. It feels right to go out like this. This is fine. I'm okay with the events that are unfolding currently. That's okay. Things are going to be okay. Well, you know, uh, for TV shows, I'm happy the Kirby enthusiasm is back. Yes. 
I caught that. That's fun. I mean, it's a little forced, but I, I like it. I, I still have a lot of fun with Larry David. Yeah, so well, we'll talk about Bad Boys so Two pretty great, soon. So great. Some things well, do feel forced. I mean, yeah, well, true, true. <laughs> and yeah, we went to the theaters quite a bit. So like at home, I didn't really watch much. I watched Below. You know, I rewatched that. You know, the Johnny Depp cocaine well, you, movie. You got High Fidelity on Hulu. You didn't, you didn't get that started. You I had, did not get it started. You asked it, me for my Hulu well, password specifically it, so you can watch it. It premiered yet. It oh, okay. premieres soon. Okay, very soon. So I'm looking forward to that because I love the movie High, High Fidelity with John Cusack and uh, Zoe Kravitz is playing the lead now in a kind of like a revamped series of so the movie. That's what, so I, that's what I was wondering. Like, is there going to be cameos of no, Cusack no. I, and stuff well, like that? I mean, I guess they could because it's I, I think it's a lighthearted take. I don't think there's going to be any kind of cameo, to be honest. Fair enough. But I think they could get away with it if they wanted to. Although it does kind of work now with the whole revival of vinyl culture and stuff like that. People collecting vinyl. Oh, like, 100%. 100%. And that's why I think it does work. And I think she's the perfect fucking actress um, to, to really bring this because she has such a musical background and she's a cool, hip, young actress. And like, you know, she's, you know, why not have a girl lead to do it? You know, I'm sure she has a lot of guys, exes, and, and she was partially to blame for the breakups and this and that and discovering things. Wow, you're already like music. shipping her with a bunch of people in this show. Calm down. It hasn't I'm, even started I'm hyped. I, hasn't even started. Honestly, i watching this... <laughs> It makes me realize how much I love that movie. Like I, I just love that the first place you go though, because <laughs> you're just like, yeah, I can't wait to see the high fidelity TV series. I can't wait to see who she who she sleeps with in it. Like that's, that's well, it, it's always interesting to see the old relationships. You is know? it? I think it is. <laughs> I had a good time revisiting all of uh, John Cusack's old relationships. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so um, yeah, so you'll you'll you will get down to that. You'll let us know how it is. I I, will. I have I will. Hulu. I'm probably not going to watch it though. I love high fidelity, the original thing. I'm okay with. I'm okay with just that. I'm okay with that being that and me never having anything else to go off of. So I also got around to watching a few things on Netflix. One thing I, I thought was really interesting. The other thing I'm extremely ashamed of that I watched, but the first thing I watched was a documentary called Don't Fuck With Cats. We started talking about it a little bit on Movie Cocktail mm -hmm. last week, but this is a documentary that follows a guy who made an internet video uh, where he killed two kittens. It went viral. Uh, people decided to start hunting him down, and as they started hunting him down, they kind of fueled his fire, and he started making more videos until... He mm. became a full-blown murderer, and the internet was trying to track him down. It was so interesting because there was like theories, like I hear he's from Zimbabwe, he's from Brazil, he's from Colombia, and they, they start like they, they start you know just based on stills from each video, they start breaking down like where he is. They're like, oh, that outlet doesn't look like um, an American outlet. That's definitely a European outlet. He's got to be somewhere in the Eastern Bloc, and they like it's, it's so he's interesting. a cat serial killer. Uh, well. If you know anything about serial killers, they usually always start out either setting fires or killing small animals. You know, I mean, you've seen you've seen Halloween, Rob Zombie's Halloween, right? He, he right. Like, yeah, okay. I mean, kind of like that. But so, the, but the the question that it's posing is: Did by them trying to figure out who he was, did they feed into his narcissism, into his sociopathy? Like, did they feed into that? And allow and embolden him to continue, ultimately causing him to commit murder. And then the whole point of the documentary is: Will they? Won't they find him? Uh, it's so it follows every single true crime, uh, you know, documentary trope. But the real interesting thing about it is, it's kind of like the first one that's existing in like the internet age, where like it, this started on the internet, and the police solve the mystery because of the internet and the and their ability to to get this story out wide to a wide press, who then blows the story open and now you have sure uh, so it it's but the interesting thing, but, the, but the thing is like that 
kind of resources is so hard to do and so expensive that it's almost impossible for that to even happen but people love cats <laughs> <laughs> that's what i mean you don't, and, don't fuck with cats you know but but one of the things that like while well, well, watching it the only thing i didn't like is it's Towards the towards the end, there's three episodes. Each one's about an hour. Towards the end of the third episode, they really start harping into their message, where it's just like you know, the internet is is this is this is this dark place, and you well, know, yeah, you know, it's like and and like it literally ends with someone looking at the screen, and it, and it's just like you know, were we the cause of this? Are we responsible for it? Partly because we emboldened him. She's well, like, partly. Could maybe, we have just closed the screen, and maybe none of this ever would have happened? And then she looks right at the camera, and goes, "Can you?" <laughs> And, oh and I was like, oh, oh my geez. God, how ham-fisted are you? How stylized is that? Oh, Jesus. my God. I was just but like, I mean, if he's publicizing she, it she's to Zach begin Moore, with. She, she's Zach Morris does. Time out. <laughs> yeah, this is horrible. Can you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I enjoyed the ride, <laughs> uh, although I didn't like like the political message at the end. I didn't, I didn't even feel like it was earned, right? Like a lot of times documentaries. Shoe horn in. Yeah, they, they, they sow these seeds throughout, yeah. you know, the documentary and stuff like that. They don't they don't just hit you with the message of the documentary at the end and just go, all right, it's over. There you go. How do you feel? And then I immediately went, oh, I don't fucking care. And I pulled out my phone and I just started going on the internet. <laughs> don't care uh then the other thing i watched is a reality tv show jay i have not watched a reality show in years like a cable no reality show okay uh, the, the one on netflix called the circle so they bring people into this they, they bring people into the circle they're all in their in an apartment and their only contact with the other people in the game is through a social media app called the circle there's i think it starts with like six or seven people and you pretty much have to gain likes you people will either like you and at the end they'll they'll vote for for who they like the best the, the two people on top become influencers and they get to decide who gets kicked off hmm. and then when that person gets kicked off they'll bring someone else in until they're done bringing people in and then you also have so you have people who are catfish who aren't really who they say they are then you have people who are who are being for real for real and then you got uh, you know other people who are themselves but clearly being overly nice versions of themselves um, so it was I didn't expect to like it like me and my me and my wife just kind of put it on and it was going to be like one of these things where it's like we got fucking nothing else to watch and they did four episodes every Wednesday and this past Wednesday was the last four episodes 12 episodes total mm-hmm. we watched the first four episodes and that's almost uh, that's two hours of TV because they're about a half hour each and I was like well that just flew by. I guess I'm in. I guess I'm gonna. I guess I guess we're in. We're watching this series. So the next week, as soon as Wednesday came around, me and Lauren were there on Netflix watching the next four episodes. And by that, I I bought the fucking farm at that point. I I gotta watch. It. I gotta see how the series ends now. So uh, I know other people are watching this too. So I don't feel so bad. Justin and Chrissy over on. Uh, so I married a movie geek. I know from talking <laughs> with Justin, he's he's getting down to watching the circle a little bit. All right. But I gotta say, it's fun trash. It's trash, but it's fun trash. You know, it's well, like it's like it's a success. It's like trash. If it's fun trash, that's all the that's right. all that anybody wants from reality TV. Right? It's like trash from the carnival. It's it's confetti. <laughs> it's, it's balloons. It's fun. It's fun. It's not. Dirty. It'll choke a few sea turtles and stuff, but nothing. No, as, nothing's track. as more powerful than the Bachelor. What, the like Bachelor that. is is still a raging success. But I see that as so vapid and shallow. I can't stand it. And but like, but yes, some so, people, so, people know that, and they still don't care. Right. But so is the they circle. Still get sucked into the it. circle is vapid and shallow as well. But I enjoyed it. So it's like I I don't know what goes I into. Guess the you art. have to find your own weird, right? Like. Right. 
Yeah. Like like a little hook. Like yeah. whatever it is. Like if it's the Bachelor, if it's the Bachelorette, whatever it is. Like Bachelor in Paradise. We also watched uh, the docuseries Cheer. Which I don't is, even know what fucking reality TV shows are on the air right now. We also, I, I am so ignorant to the, all of that shit. We also watched the docuseries Cheer on Netflix, which follows See, I never heard of a junior things. college. It's not a reality show. It's more of a docuseries, but it follows a junior college who is, I mean, they, they are the number one cheerleading squad in the country. So oh. it follows them uh, uh, for like that's the six. A, that's serious stuff. It, so it follows them for the 60 days leading up to it, and it is, right? Like, oh, I know. So it, it is very serious. My cousin was in one in Alabama. She was like a nationally like you know competitive. But where I'm going squad. with this, they, they they loved Bad Girls Club on that. Like all of them watched Bad Girls <laughs> Club. And that's a level of trash that like I can't watch either. Like okay. that's just it's too depraved. I can't watch that. That and the real housewives bullshit. Like, oh uh, god, yeah. We get into we get into like realms keep keeping up with the Kardashians. Like those are realms where it's like this is too vapid, shallow. I can't oh, get no. into this. But I can't. I, I can't sit there and point fingers now at people who watch this trash where I can go like you're the reason this is on TV. And everyone's like, Yeah, but you're the reason that Netflix is gonna have a circle season two. And it's yeah. like touche, <laughs> touche. So I can't point fingers anymore. I can't point fingers at people for liking vapid, shallow shit because now I'm watching vapid, shallow shit, and it's it's okay. It's okay. I've made peace with this. <clears throat> I mean, I could. I like, for example, I remember getting into Dancing with the Stars a little bit. Um, the Mass Singer. I watched the Mass Singer this earlier season. on. Yeah, nah, it's not for me. I mean, the voice. I you know the voice wasn't that bad. Nope. I can't do any from of them. time to time, and usually it's because like my mom is always a big sucker and right. all that kind of stuff, and I watch it in passing. The only reason but, I liked the Mass Singer was because there was this mystery element to it, where like they're sure. giving you clues about who it's, each person it's the is, the big hook, and you try yeah. to figure. But then like towards the end, and the all singer's the, not bad either. All the so clues were like meaningless. Like they're like, oh, she had right. a picture of Queen Elizabeth. Misleading. Yeah, well, well, no, it has to be real. Right. Well, we're like, oh, she had a picture of Queen Elizabeth in there because she was the Queen of Soul, and it's like, uh, right. fuck that, fuck you. I Come on, and it's like, oh yeah, he had three hundred dollar bills because of his three his three Grammys or something like that. And I was like, how am I supposed to figure that out? These aren't clues that mean anything to anybody. So I probably won't watch the Masked Singer next season because here I thought like I got my pencil, my paper out, I'm fucking taking notes. I'm true detectiving <laughs> the fucking Masked Singer. And then when they start revealing the clues, I was just like, well, that's bullshit. I all I did was I guessed who they were based on body shape and the sound of their voice, which is gotcha. exactly what the hosts are doing. So uh, that's it. That's what me and Jake got down to watching this week. Um, you could tell we, we went down a rabbit hole yeah, right there. It's, it's You could tell that we spent most of our time in the theaters this week. So, uh, Jay, before we get into our reviews, let's head over and let's get into our news. All right, Jay, first bit of news story. The Batman, we know that Colin Farrell has been cast in the film. We know he's officially in the film, but we don't know technically who he's playing yet. However, there was recently a photo that surfaced of him with salt and pepper hair, very white hair, walking down the street. He looks like he's not trying to keep the pounds off, if you know what I'm saying. He's not a, yeah, it's not hard big. to say. It's hard right. to say. I mean, I personally think 
thought it was confirmed that he was playing the penguin, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But his hair, I like his look. I, I like mean, his look. I, yeah. I think it, it's cool. But it's cool. To, to the adverse of that, even though he was waddling down the street, <laughs> he may not be playing the penguin. Other people have looked at it and said white hair. He could be playing Harvey Dent. You know, in a lot of versions of, of Harvey Dent, it's the true. acid that true. that that uh, scars half his face also stains his hair white. So there's you know, there's still some theories out there. However, I, when I saw that picture, I immediately was just like. <laughs> yeah, because he has his, he has that like awkward goatee thing going on, and I feel like that'd be more like a penguin now, look instead of a Harvey Dent look. Now, now here's the question: Are they going to do him like the Cockney type penguin that was in like the Arkham games, where he's 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 kind of like this Bob Haskins type like villain? I don't think or, it's going to be too too. Or Jay, crazy. are they going to do Danny DeVito? <laughs> Version. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Matt Reeves would not do that. <laughs> Burgess Meredith version. I really do think that this is going to be like, I don't want to, it's going to be more of a grounded detective type story with action elements in it. Sure. sure. And I really think it's going to be like that type of vein. So, it's going to be even more grounded than a, a Nolan film. So no penguins with torpedoes strapped to their back you know if it was my movie yeah exactly if it was my movie i would double the number of penguins double. with torpedoes on their backs <laughs> there'd, be, there'd be so many i'm a defender of that movie i mean everybody knows i love batman returns still and you know i'm a defender however i think i'm good with just you know having that one movie have a, a penguin with it oh you can't see colin farrell like on. like like asking zoe kravitz uh you know about her pussy just the pussy i've been looking for like he did like, like no i still want to see that i still want to see that all right fair enough well <laughs> quick editor's note before everyone starts jumping on my dick i did realize that after we recorded this news story about colin farrell and who he's playing and the batman and all that bullshit that he actually went on the ellen show and dropped the news that he was officially playing the penguin oswald cobblepot so uh that way everyone can stay off my dick and not correct me about it so uh there's an editor's note for you thanks jay also uh, <laughs> yeah. i'll keep this in the same news story the first set photo the first leaked set photo of supposedly robert pattinson was leaked of him sitting on a motorcycle with a kind of like bandana or some sort of thing covering his face it was supposed to be vigilante batman people were saying before he goes out and becomes batman you know he goes out as a vigilante uh, who just beats people up and stuff like that and i still think it's a decoy that without being a symbol he you know he, he's nothing no one will ever you know and no one will ever fear him until he becomes a symbol so he takes on the moniker of the bat but um i saw that and i just went like who even knows if that's Robert Pattinson? Right? Like, ever saying first look at Robert Pattinson? I was like, really? And then people were like, I was watching comments. People were like, he looks jacked, and I'm like, he's wearing a fucking jacket. Look, you can't tell. I give Warner Brothers a lot of credit. They really pulled this off yeah. because <laughs> nobody can remember Ben Affleck anymore. Now I can't. It is a hundred percent still like like. They completely moved on. I feel, Jay, like, some, I feel like everybody moved on and is 100% behind this movie. Jay, sometimes I still close casting. my eyes and I see him shirtless just pulling that massive tire. Well, <laughs> Sometimes I still see that, man. I still see that. Come on. That's my type of Batman. That you know? still comes in my dreams. Yeah, the, the the type of Batman that pours himself a whiskey like as he's sitting alone in his lake house, right? And he's just drinking whiskey and it's like, man. He, he, was, he was a stud, man. He was a special type of Batman. He was One will type. never get again. Look at these morose motherfuckers right here smells like somebody shit in their cereal 
Bong. <laughs> we'll never get another bad. I feel bad, like man. Between Daredevil and this. <laughs> Oh, the dude's never touching a superhero film again. Ever. ever. He's also he's also And he even turned down roles for years he's, because of Daredevil. He's, and then he went back to play Batman. It's okay. He's just about uh, aged out. And he at got this screwed point, over so. again. And then Live by Night happened. That has nothing to do with uh, comic books. No, I know. I'm just I'm Next new story. All right, Jay. Uh there's a lot of news coming out about the rise of Skywalker still. Why? Well, it's because the visual dictionary has launched along with the film. And now a lot of people are picking up the visual dictionary. Turns out there's a lot of things that, that were dropped, a lot of storylines that were abandoned. Uh, and you can actually read Colin Trevorrow's original script for the film. If you would like to, it is available online through leaked sources and stuff like okay. that. I, I skimmed through it. It wouldn't have been much better. It, it definitely wouldn't have been much better. Uh, the emperor was involved in it though. However, not as heavily as with J.J. Abrams' script and everything like that. You know, it, it, but it does show you that they did not have the Emperor in mind, at least in this capacity, until almost the 11th hour. There's some people who still believe that the Emperor's appearance in that film. By the way, spoilers. Don't feel like I need to say that, but spoilers. A lot of people believe that all those scenes with the Emperor were all reshoots. We know that they did. Mm. We, they did a lot of reshoots, and uh, supposedly, again, twenty percent of the film was reshot. So, oh wow, it's about what the emperor was in. That's so, a lot. Yeah, it's very possible. It's very. I still say Ray should have been a window in the end. <laughs> I don't think so. That's the force. I don't want to hear all the Jedi talking to her. I just want to hear Mace Windu telling her, "Get up, motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> Get up, girl. You a bad motherfucker, Ray, because you a window. Next news story. All right, more Disney news, Jay. And keeping in the Star Wars vein, apparently Taika Waititi has been approached. This is a, a big time rumor, not you know any, not any, not anything that's confirmed. But apparently Taika Waititi has been approached by Kevin Feige and company to be the director of Kevin Feige's upcoming Star Wars film. So uh, we don't know what that film would be about, what it went, what it would entail. But Taika Waititi behind a Star Wars film. Now he, we did just see him direct the Mandalorian. Sure, uh, the final episode of it. What would you think of Taika Waititi directing a a Star Wars film? Given what you know about his filmography and everything like that, I think it would be great. You do? I th- I, I do. I think I think mm, certainly the comedy would work a whole lot better than it does in a lot of the other films, right? But yes, now. Look, this is the whole point of these spinoffs. They're all separate, different kind of storylines, and 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 you know whatever you want to call it, right. film. But let's things face it. that are going film projects that are going to have different kind of tones, different kind of themes, different kind of characters. I think he can do a great job with doing something separate and different, along with uh, anybody else. You right. know, I mean. But let's face it, directing a thirty-five minute television episode and then taking over a pretty much a a superhero film that was on its last leg like if thor 3 was a flop marvel wouldn't have cared they would have been like all right we'll keep thor in avengers movies we don't need any other souls you know solo thor movies because there was no way there was nowhere they could go with thor but up because dark you know the uh Right. Dark Fate was so bad. It was just so bad that there was no there was no way they can go f- but but up from and there. And he completely changed it up. Right. right. And he completely changed it up. But Star Wars isn't really in that position where it's just like, ah, eh, if we fuck it up, it doesn't really matter. Because like 
people are hyper aware of the quality of their Star Wars. Films yeah, but look these at days. what he did with Mandalorian. And they're hypersensitive. It was just one episode, though. I mean, and I know, but like, look at Jojo Rabbit. He knows how true. to balance. It's true. He does the light does. and the dark. But also, he had a showrunner with. With the Mandalorian in, in I know I in know. both uh, and that's fine. John Favreau I think, I think and Dave can, Filoni. I think so. he can work well with that. I think he can. And in you this, know. he'll have Feige overseeing him, so which is even more exciting. I guess. Uh, I guess the more question is, can you see? Would wouldn't you rather them announce that instead of Kevin Feige leading it? Wouldn't you rather them say, "No, John Favreau is going to be leading the next Star Wars film"? Like, wouldn't that feel better? No, because to you? this is again, this is separate. John has the Mandalorian. Feige is going to have this separate thing. They're all little tentacles. You know, like branched off in the Star Wars Star Wars universe. So, like, I, like it's all good. It's all good. The episodes are done. Like, as long as it's look, no, 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 this no, is, no, no, this, no, no, no. They're not. Don't, See, don't no, be no. a fucking idiot. They're not done. Nothing is over. Nothing. You just don't turn it off. I'm not saying they're done. They're not. They're done, done. You for just now. Said they're done. <laughs> they're done for now. They're done for now. Bob Iger the, himself this, was on late night television saying that this is my. We'll this see is what the future brings. <laughs> This is my thing. See how desperate for money I, we are. I understand the fans getting their panties in a twist and a ball, aka Dave, if it comes to the the episodes, right? Because that is the proper lineage no, and story of I'm, Star Wars. Is I'm, the episodes? I'm good with leaving them behind now. Okay, right? I'm good with leaving them. In behind. my mind, that's where like I understand why people get a little uptight about it all. I'm done with it now. Now all the separate <laughs> things, all the little side projects, and all that. Go go crazy! Yeah. Like have a ball. Have go go for it. Go yeah, for it. I'm all about it. That's all well and good. As long as it still feels like it's in some way a Star Wars related type of property. But that's what I mean. That's like, all I need. We know I'm, these. I'm, I'm cool. We know with these it. properties are out there, but we know we just know nothing of like we we know that there's a Ryan Johnson uh, supposed sure, trilogy sure. coming. We know Kevin Feige's got his thing going on, and we're not sure if Feige's overseeing Johnson. You know, and then we got we yeah. got Favreau with the Mandalorian, and we got all the Disney well, the Plus Mandalorian TV shows that are has coming. Been a great balance. It's it's it just feels like you know there's. I'm pretty optimistic about it. All it feels this. like because of Rise of Skywalker, I was like, oh, there was no one steering the ship. And now I find out that it's got three captains going off in different directions. Yeah, but three strong captains. They're uh, they can oversee this, and they're definitely going to be prepared. We'll see. All great all, all great filmmakers aren't as good as the last film they make. So, <laughs> All right, Jay, let's, let's get out of this discussion. Let's head over to our next news story. Speaking of Disney and uh, something that they had a clear plan in this, uh, they are now going to be dropping the Fox name from all of Fox's brands. So Fox Searchlight will now become Searchlight and 20th Century Fox will just be 20th Century Studios. Finally, Disney, you know, they're, they're doing what they set out to do. They are putting the nail in the coffin and ending Fox. There's some people who are upset. You know, some people are, are a little upset that they're that Fox will no longer have a name, that it's just gone from from history. But it's not. It still has all the films that it's made throughout its entire history and everything like that. But they don't exist anymore. It's not a thing. It's gone. It's completely gone. There is no more Fox Studios. So I think, honestly, on Disney's part, as far as business goes, it's smart business. You know, it's it, it's a Disney company now. And I'm sure at the bottom of, of you know, 20th century movies, it'll say a Disney corporate, you know, a Disney company. You know, I'm sure it'll say the same thing for Searchlight. I'm sure, you know, Disney will get their name in there somewhere. 
I think it works. I think it, I think fits. it works. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with it. I and it's, it's not smart. like they, they completely tore it down and rebranded it and called it something completely different. They didn't need different, to. Right? I, think, I think it stands alone as, as great titles. I mean, I think they're going to be fine. They'll hold up. It's fine. It's fine. It's not like, you know. But now uh, I would laugh if, like, the searchlight uh, and, and, and the 20th century, like, oh, giant, you, well, they're giant de- spotlights, yeah, they're, if, they, if they just had. They're going to change that. If up. they were Mickey Mouse and it was just flashing Mickey Mouse ears <laughs> back and forth. <laughs> That'd be fucking amazing. <laughs> Next news story. So, uh, speaking of of you know, not quite sure what direction things are going in. Jay Disney has decided that they are going to move forward with the development of National Treasure Three. That they will be getting the writers behind Bad Boys for Life to to <laughs> pen the script. So, someone from Disney went out and watched Bad Boys for Life and was just like, "That's the perfect tone that we need." We got. We got to write it. We got to get. We, we got to dust. Uh, the, we got to dust the Gates family off, and we got to put them back out there for another adventure. Because here's a property that could potentially make us at least a couple dollars in the box office. So maybe, we need to maybe dust the it off. directors, but right. I don't know about the writers. No, that's who they got. They got the writers. I don't know. Yeah, I did, I was not happy with the jokes in in Bad Boys for Life. We'll yeah, get into that. I, the, the writing was not my favorite part of that no, movie at all. Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't like that. Oh, jeez. But that, I mean, I know Nicolas Cage could probably he he could do it again and i and i think the franchise i don't know why the franchise is a success but it, it is and i and i i had a, a decent enough time with the first one i like the first one um, yeah the second one's not so much but oh the, the second the, one's fucking know, trash the, the first the one, one i had I had a good time with it and then you know showcase philadelphia <laughs> which was kind of cool right right and um i liked it you know it was like i this- don't know it's just i i don't know i just i, I think this is this could easily be a flop or Nick Cage has a weird credibility thing going on right now. It's like a, he, it's like it's like a self-aware type of star power that is camp and cheese that is working on a different kind of level right now. And I don't know exactly how it's going to work as far as being mainstream again because he hasn't been doing any kind of mainstream shit in a long time. Right. So the the writer is Chris Chris Bremer, and he is currently scripting Bad Boys Four, which uh, will be our next news story, Jay. <laughs> Um, but supposedly the rumor back in 2008 was that the script that was worked out then was that the Gates family would go and search for the lost city of Atlantis. So they would leave the national treasure of America behind and go and go off on other adventures involving other places, uh, other parts of the world. Um, and we know that movie studios usually never just let a single script die. They they take that script and the next person who's going to be writing it is basically Here, doing read this is basically with that right, yeah, is, yeah. is basically doing a new treatment of that yeah workshop then workshop exactly then workshop. Yep. I'm just wondering who like what cuddly furry Disney character they're going to get to play Nicolas Cage's hair because <laughs> his hair is like it's taken on like a life of its own it's got like it's <laughs> it always just looks like some dead rodent sitting on his head like uh, in all of the National Treasures especially the second one uh I, you know they, they just got to get a better two paid apartment over there <laughs> next news story all right jay like we just mentioned bad boys 4 is officially in development with will smith returning as executive producer on the film and martin lawrence returning as well i think if you saw bad boys for life you saw you saw the ending of that movie you knew there was going to be more they're just they're, they're just had to be they couldn't leave it at that they even gave you not a behind not an after credit scene but a 
just before credit scene, like the screen went dark and you would have been happy if the credits started rolling and they almost did, but then they gave you a little bit of a teaser. Uh, and fine, I don't fine, care. Fine, fine, whatever, whatever. Fine. It wasn't bad enough for me to get upset over them announcing that. So next news story. All right, Jay, we got a new trailer. We're not doing a full trailer park for it, but the Morbius the Living Vampire trailer has dropped. Blah, blah, blah. I do not say blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and it has some people very excited. It has other people going, why does this even exist? Why is this a thing? I know. And we both fall into this, you know, why does this exist camp? I really thought that after the crazy shit with the Joker, that Jared Leto was going to really do something interesting with this. Uh, like I, mean, I thought he was going to have the power. It's like still he, maybe. he wouldn't have done this if he thought it was going to be something really cool and worth it. And it, and it might still be good. It might still be good. But the trailer really did not. Work. My question is, it like, did not. What is? What are people? What, the people who like it? What are they seeing in this trailer to get that, them excited? Right that, right. that they didn't see in the Venom trailer. People were tearing Venom trailer apart too. Like how, about how bad the Venom. This to me feels exactly like Venom's marketing to me. And they might be doing that on purpose. It could be. Because why wouldn't they? But there is some. Venom made a shitload of money. There is some interesting things to discuss about the trailer. First off, Adrian Toomes is in it, who played the Vulture. He's being, he's coming back as Michael Keaton's coming back as Toomes as the Vulture. We did see that, which now it, it's official that this is the Tom Holland Spider-Man universe, which tangentially also makes this a an MCU. Also, one of the things you notice in the beginning of this trailer, Jay, is that it it is a Marvel movie, but it's not the. Marvel Marvel logo we're used to with the MCU or even with the Spider-Man films. It says in association with Marvel Studios, not Marvel Studios. Mm. So uh, they're, they're very it's it's like they're like we will mine whenever we need to from the universe that that you've built and that we have been partnered with. However, we will not mention your universe or anything like that. We're going to stay away from it. But also have just enough of it for people to be like, this this works. Right. right. So if you wanted to, you could say that it's part of the universe, or if you wanted to, you could say that it's not. And this is also a way that where they can now bring Venom in. So now we have Morbius. We know that we got Scorpion at the end of Amazing Spider-Man at the end of uh Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh yeah. And we have Venom as well. And that's three. Uh so I, I get the feeling like we're building to a sinister six at some point. I think so. And I, I and look, I mean, it, the, like I said, the trailer didn't wow me. However, I saw that oh, we also got we also got Mysterio, of, and I think you're a fool if you think Mysterio's dead. You know, like, right? I so. think th- I think there's potential. You know, there's potential in this. And there's a lot of people talking about J. Jonah Jameson cameo in this to kind of keep like that through line where like now this is this is how they're going to start branching out and building Spider-Man on his own by doing some some villain stories first that Spider-Man will be involved with. But you may not actually see Tom Holland's face because why would you use a contract up on him? Maybe just throw in some Spider-Man stuff like even the poster that you see as as a. Jared Leto's Morbius is walking down the street. There's a poster that says murderer across it, keeping in the vein with the fact that Spider-Man murdered Mysterio at the end of Far mm. From Home. Mm. But that's not Tom Holland's Spider-Man. That is Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, and specifically not even Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man from any of the Spider-Man movies. It's his suit from the PS4 Spider-Man video game. <laughs> So it is a screen grab of a video game character wearing the suit from the Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans. So it's just enough where you're like, Spider-Man exists here, 
But is it the Tom Holland Spider-Man? Well, we got we got the Vulture here, right? But we got different universes. Maybe maybe Multiverse of Madness will just explain all this for us. But it just seems like Sony is this is their I, I don't want to say like shots fired, but I mean like this is them doing as much as they can to build something for themselves moving forward, which I was very excited for when we were hearing that the the Disney deal was done and they weren't going to be doing any more uh, Tom Holland Spider-Man with the MCU. Mm -hmm. And I made peace with that by saying, I look forward to seeing what they can do with what they've built now at the MCU and then taking this character into his own direction and stuff like that. But now that I see the Morbius trailer, I go like, nah. Sign as many deals with the MCU as you possibly can to keep the character over there because I don't I don't give a shit what you're doing here with this. It's a generic studio, and they're producing generic films. Very and, much and so. And it's one of those things that well, we'll is see, cause really we, disappointing. Because we have Ghostbusters Afterlife coming, which is also Sony Pictures, you know, Columbia Columbia Studios, that's Sony. So that that's gonna be coming out in twenty twenty. We'll see how generic they stay. They're pretty basic bitch these days. I will I will I will admit I that. I know. So But again, they're kind of the only only studio that's doing that though right now. When you really think about it, <laughs> so there's studios. not many stu- other studios that are actually just paint by numbers, still stuck in the you, you know 2005. You think that's what it says on their letterhead <laughs> as you as you go to tour Sony Studios? It says Sony Studios, the only basic bitch studio left out there. Exactly, <laughs> the only place to come to watch B-rated movies. <laughs> you got to have at least one of them. Hey, someone. <laughs> You know, every teacher told every kid where who, who was failing tests and stuff like that. Hey, someone's got to be a garbage man. <laughs> when you got Warner Brothers and Disney making the moves, someone's got to be the garbage man. It's man, true. It's, it's fucking true, dude. It's Sony. It's true. Now I'm picturing Sony as like the seagulls from uh, from Finding Nemo. Mine, mine, mine. <laughs> Anytime you mention Spider Man, mine. It's mine, gonna make a mine. it'll make a killing. You know, it's gonna make a killing overseas, probably. You know, obviously. I don't know what Morbius is, man. I don't know what I it is. I don't know what it is either. I mean, the trailer, it just went, it just showed. And I'm a comic fan. For I'm, first trailer, they I'm aware to of do Morbius a better. And, I'm aware of Morbius and who he is in the comic books and stuff like that, but it still tickles nothing for they, me. It does nothing for me. I, and you know what? I mean, I could. I, now we can go into a whole other tangent about the marketing. They. This is a whole brand new kind of character that nobody knows anything about. They could have done a lot of little interesting character type trailers. They could have done a mood trailer. They could have done a character trailer of his previous incarnation of of the of the, the scientist or the doctor. Yeah, and this is also a teaser trailer, but it's full on a but trailer. It shows trailer. so much, and it's like, yeah, it's like what the fuck? You, so, you you gave me way too much, way too quick, and I don't know. I still don't know what the fuck I'm watching. <laughs> no one does, and it's like, god damn it, guys, come on, do better. Do better. All right. So there are people out there that are excited for this. So yeah. if you are excited. Reach out to us because I like are to pick your brain for, about it. Yeah. Oh, if you're excited for it. <laughs> why? Because I see this yeah. movie and I think Ricky Waters. For who? For what? <laughs> <laughs> for who? For what? So that's going to do it for our news this week. That's our final news story. So please, like Jay, like me and Jay said, if you are interested in Morbius, reach out to us on Twitter at SuperMoviePod. Let us know why this is interesting to you. Jay, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsors, and then we're going to get into our reviews. 
This episode of Super Movie Brothers is brought to you by Blowfish, the only over-the-counter FDA-approved hangover cure. We've been using Blowfish for years, and it works great after a long night of drinking. You work hard during the week and deserve to blow off some steam on the weekends, but you don't have to suffer the Sunday morning hangover blues if you use Blowfish. So head over to 4hangovers.com, that's F-O-R, hangovers.com, and use the promo code SMBFISH at checkout to get your discount on the Miracle Hangover Cure. Welcome back. Thank you for sitting through a word from our sponsors, which is just me reading an ad. But <laughs> me and Jay got two reviews to get to. Uh, I think the first review is going to be really quick. So, Jay, let's get into our Bad Boys for Life review. Marcus, somebody's trying to kill me. Who don't want to kill him? Hell, put my name up there. Thank you, Marcus. We appreciate that. He betrayed me. I want him dead. This is personal. They're ruthless like me. They're crazy like me. Damn you, Mike! Tonight's like We ride together. I don't want to die together. Oh, that is hand-stitched leather. You better drink it. All right, man, Bad Boys for Life. You and I both got out there this week. We saw it. Ultimately, in the end, what were your overall feelings on the film? I was pleasantly surprised. Okay. You were expecting... I did not like the trailer at all. You were expecting I was hot not, garbage. I was, I was definitely, definitely expecting hot garbage. Mid-January release, dumping ground normally. You know, the January and February months, months are kind of iffy, to say the least. I mean, it, sometimes it could be okay in January, but sometimes right. not. I was a little worried by that, and... and and the fact that this it was very clear came by, out of nowhere. Very clear that by putting it out in January, they were saying they don't have a lot of faith in this property, but they're hoping that it well, sparks enough interest that we can get a fourth faith, one, which we know we are. Faith box office-wise, too. Box office, that's what I mean. You know, like, you, you know, at one point, this is 100% a 4th of July release. And making a hundred million dollars opening weekend type See, shit. I don't think Bad Boys. I don't think Bad Boys was because the original one came out in nineteen ninety five. The second one came out in two thousand and three. So I yeah, mean, but they were still huge. I mean, I mean, I'm just talking about inflation and all that stuff. But like, if it still had that same kind of revere and same kind of hype, and these guys had the same type of star power, which they don't, um, they could have still delivered on that. Neither one of them really did, but they don't no. anymore. But at the same time, it, it delivered this weekend. Box office was pretty, pretty big. It definitely exceeded expectations. I it, it, it exceeded my expectations as well because I enjoyed watching this movie. I had a lot of fun with it. I was surprised at how gruesome and gory it was in a lot of ways. It was very violent. Um, oh, I was yeah. surprised by that. I didn't, I didn't expect it to be that blatant. Um, the story, the writing, I didn't like at all. Um, it, no, I thought it, it was corny as shit. Oh, the story was terrible. And the action was okay. You know, it was fine. The chemistry is still there. Um, a little bit. You know, with Martin and, and you know, a Michael Lowry. Uh, Michael Lowry. So, I mean, me, me going into it, I did have zero expectations for it. I didn't, I didn't love it. It wasn't like I went in there and I was like, yeah, I feel like I'm back in the saddle with the bad boys. And like, I didn't get like excited. Even while watching it, yeah. I never really got excited. I just went like, you know what? 
And I, I even looked at Lauren after we were done. She goes, did you like it? And I was like, it's good to see a buddy cop movie again. Like, that's all I could say about right, it. Right, right. That's my big positive. It was good to see a generic buddy cop movie. Like, yeah. But, yeah. This, but this very much felt like watching Lethal Weapon 3 versus watching Lethal Weapon 1 or 2, right? Like, where they clearly were the better two films of the Lethal Weapon franchise. Mm-hmm. Three was, like, mediocre. Four was just pretty much god-awful. And I feel like that's that, that's the that's the road we're heading down now, where it's like... Well, they had to shoehorn a lot of stuff because of their age, you know, story-wise. Like, you couldn't have... You couldn't have like it Bad be Boys believable with... set up. Right. You couldn't have it be believable without addressing the fact that... It, of that, their careers. This was 25 years ago. Right. That, that they've been doing this yeah, for 25 not just, years. Not just physically, but, like, career-wise in the job, the realities of that, you know, bringing in new people, younger people, um tying up loose ends with old characters from the previous two movies, like stuff like that, you know? Um, but ultimately, yeah, I mean, I had fun. I still had some, you know, some good laughs. I, 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 I definitely, I definitely had fun. Love these guys. I love Martin Lawrence, but this is the type of movie where I'm watching it and I'm, and, and I'm definitely feeling like, I feel like the older crowd is digging these, these cheap jokes a whole lot more than I am. Cause I did feel like a lot of the, a lot of the jokes were, were, were pretty cheap, pretty poorly written. You know, it, 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 it you know was, what's funny? I remember laughing out loud like probably like punchy a good for four punchies. times, but I don't remember any of the jokes. Right. It was punchy <laughs> so, for punchies. Well, I'm memorable. I remember I some laugh. of the jokes, and a lot of them were actually in the trailer. <laughs> like when Martin Lawrence, you know, he, he can't hit anything, and he's like, "Put your glasses on." And he puts them on. And he goes, "Oh my god, everything's like HD," and he starts like popping dudes off with yeah. his gun. I was like, I remember that from the trailer. So like a lot of the funniness was was in the trailer. I mean, it's still them as as these characters, and it works. But it works like like I was thinking like this. It works in the way that they are what Harrison Ford was playing Indiana Jones in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. It's still the character. Part time. And it still works. But everything Ooh. else around it, it's just like, is this working? Wow. You didn't pick up vibes of like when they when they bring in the younger crowd and stuff like that. And at the end when they're all having like like a picnic together and stuff, you didn't pick up vibes of like Fast and Furious. Like you weren't just like, man, they're kind of like they're kind of like starting a crew, and they're calling themselves family. And they're I like, didn't pick up the vibes oh, so much, I but I get it. I get the vibes. Like I, when people reference, you know, Fast and Furious type franchise, I get it. That's exactly what I'm looking but at now. It wasn't in the back of my mind the whole time watching it. Next thing you know, they're going to be adding a WWE superstar to it for uh, oh. for for Will Smith to feud with, and then he's going to get a big head, and he's going to be like, you this know, this franchise I can't have has John Cena written all over it. Yeah, John Cena's already in Fast and Furious. You can't use. <laughs> oh, him. that's right. You got to go to something. Oh, oh, um, you got to go to somebody like Batista. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think he would fit probably the best because he has that kind of Miami look to him. You okay. know, he's got that little vibe. I was thinking, I was thinking more of like Randy Orton. <laughs> okay, yeah, Batista, which you know, I actually he, just watched. He the movie. can grow like a nice, sick, thick beard, a fedora on him. You know, open fucking, you know, Hawaiian shirt, gold chain. Come on, man. I actually, uh, I actually, I, I forgot to mention a movie that I watched this week. I did watch a movie other than trashy reality shows. Uh, I watched a movie with Seth Green and Brecken Meyer Jay that came out in 2019. So, Whoa! <laughs> right? Whoa. You didn't even know that such a thing existed. Where did that come from? <laughs> it was called Changeland, uh and it was about uh seth green finds out that his wife was cheating on him so he just ups and leaves and fucks off and goes to thailand and he invites his best friend did was, he direct that movie he wrote and directed it i heard about that it was good i'm not gonna lie it was good holy shit I enjoyed heard, it a whole how lot did more I hear about that it's on hulu you now have my hulu password enjoy Shh. 
<laughs> but anyway, um, so <laughs> I think I saw, I think I heard him on a podcast yeah. or something like that like so promoting like, it like uh, now early early on. In when the I year. say go watch it, don't get excited to watch it. Just go watch it. Just you know. No, I hear just, you. I hear just you. watch it. Um, but there there's there's an endorsement for for, for a film inside of a film review because I don't I Jay, I didn't care about Bad Boys for Life. By the time it was over, it was so tropey. It was so. Oh, I'd still rather watch Bad Boys one and two over this. Hundred percent. Like, you know, without like, a doubt. When, when I was watching it, like me and Lauren were trying to figure out, oh, is this villain tied to the first one in some way? Because there's one point where he's looking there's at some fun cameos right, with the old people. Where he's looking, but, he's looking at yeah. a document and it says 1995 on the document, and I was like, uh, maybe it's connected to the first one. And then I realized that it's like I've I've seen the first one a, a ha- like a few dozen times, a half a dozen times maybe. I've seen the second one once, so it's like I I don't know, like I just don't know, like and, and, but then I realized, does it matter? Does it fucking matter? None of it matters. So it, like in the end, I think it was it was pretty generic action filmmaking. I thought that it was a a, a really really boring story. Like I thought the story was 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 pretty god awful, pretty telegraphed, and it, you know in the end, I felt that that the jokes were pretty forced. Where it was it was really forced. Knock knock. Who's there? Go fuck yourselves. And in the end, I was just like. You know what? Martin Lawrence and Will Smith still got it though. So like I gotta give it to it for that. Like mm-hmm. the fact that these two were willing to do it and like I enjoyed watching them do it again. So it, it wasn't it wasn't terrible. It wasn't awful. Um and I did like the way that the new directors in the franchise, like they did their best to pay homage to to Michael Bay filmmaking. You know, it, I bet they did. Absolutely. There, there was quite a few. There, there was quite a few. Um, you know, turns. Uh, you know, yeah. Slow the, camera the, the turn. Slow, like, but they played it half turn. They played spins. it for for grins a lot of times. Like the first time we see we we see the slow spin. It's when it's when Mike the opening pulls, shot with is the when car Mike pulls up to like the that. hospital yeah. and. Yeah. and, and if, he, I, they they had fun with this movie. They, they did. did. They, they did. They they obviously loved this franchise. They had fun with it. Um, for me, I pleasant surprise. I'm gonna give this a B minus. I really not enjoyed a theater it. movie though. Don't go see this in the theater. Oh, there's no sure. there's no rush to see this movie. It's not a theater movie. You're right. Absolutely. And even the week it comes um, out, I don't ble- I don't even believe it was number one at the box office. I definitely the week it comes out. So I definitely think that 1917 is definitely a theater watch. So please go out and see that movie. Uh, 100%. Please. And a reigning endorsement for the film that I, we're I reviewing still, next, by the way. Well, I just want to bury the lead. Just coming out organically, but uh, you know, just saying. <laughs> but Dave, what do you think? C C minus, honestly. Yeah. I, I wasn't sold on it. I didn't care about it really. Um, I I enjoyed moments in it. I enjoyed my time with it. Certainly better than Michael Bay's current film on Netflix, Six Underground. Uh, so. Oh, I can't bring myself to watch that. Yeah. So you know, it, it's got that going for it. <laughs> that, <laughs> like like it, it's it's a Michael Bay franchise that Michael Bay's not directing anymore, but it's doing Michael Bay better than Michael Bay's doing himself. It's kind of it's kind of exactly like Bumblebee last year. <laughs> it's like Bumblebee did Transformers better than Michael Bay did four times out. Uh, you know, he did the first Transformers pretty well, but so uh, yeah, it's a C minus. It's whatever man it's it's whatever whenever it comes on netflix or another streaming service or somewhere where i can watch it for free i'll be happy to watch it for free but you know the fact that i paid money to see it that kind of grinds my gears a little bit uh you know it, it doesn't matter i i knew what i was getting into when i went in there i knew from the marketing that this wasn't my thing and i knew that it, it was going to be right generic action tropes and i got 
what I paid for and I got exactly what was advertised. So I, I can't be mad. All right, Jay, let's get into our next review. Our next review is for a vastly different film. Uh, and it is a film that has tons of award buzz all around it. And a lot of, you know, film fanatics are talking about this. Like it is one of the greatest achievements of filmmaking in the past 20 years. In a lot of ways it is. So we're yeah. going to, let's get into a review for 1917. You have a brother in the second battalion. They're walking into a trap. Your orders are to deliver a message calling off tomorrow morning's attack. If you fail, we will lose 1,600 men. If we're not clever about this, no one will get to your brother. I will. All right, Jay, 1917. It is directed by Sam Mendez. It stars really only two people, right? Dean Charles Chapman and George McKay. And that's... That's it. Everyone else you can pretty much regulate to cameo status. Uh, Colin Firth. Mark Strong. Mark, yeah, yeah. And Benedict Cumberbatch. And Richard Madden. So and Richard Madden. Everyone else is pretty much just cameo status. And because it really is the story of these two guys going off on a suicide mission. Um, I don't want to get into the st- story too much, because, but but that that's it. That, that's the story. They have to get from point A to point B, and this is their travel. One of the things I really enjoyed about the movie was the fact that it has a sense of geography to it, right? They set you up yes. in the scene in the tent where they're being given the mission where they show you the map you have to get from here to here and this is what you got to do and it's yeah like, and, and it's one of those isn't that past where, the german lines and it's like i we don't know <laughs> like we obviously right. don't know and, and people remember this is world war one yeah there <laughs> there's no fucking iphone that, that you know gps you no. to this location no, they are still using scouts they're using people scouts who, reference points but ultimately it's a huge mystery it, but it, it's not a large distance to go i believe they said it I, i'm not I, I might be wrong i believe they said it was six well, miles right i think it was it was from point a to point b was six uh, miles i don't recall exactly the miles but i just they, remember he said he thought it was going to take half a day like like kind of like a half a day type half a day, situation type day, so right. I, I guess you could say because he told him if you get started now you'll you'll reach you'll get there before nightfall but when you think about it so even if it is six miles dave you guys you gotta remember this this is a war torn like that ground to go war- through in and out under wire through fucking it's world war one where it you know, wasn't a battlefield towns everyone dug trenches trenches it, yeah. so, yeah, yeah, so yeah. you and and they literally they used the the line like they did in in uh wonder woman that they used mm-hmm. in world war one no man's land like you have to cross no man's land mm-hmm. which is this this area that is so bombed out that no like neither the germans nor the british crossed into no man's land because you were right in the line of fire of either side so it, it, that's why it's considered no man's sure. land. they have to cross that and and get to a get to a regiment on the other side to give them a message from the general and that's and that's it to save thousands of right. lives because yeah. that's how it worked because the telegraph lines have all been cut and the the planes i guess aren't 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 giving them the and it's the positioning and, and by time anymore. if they yeah they, there's just no time this is the only way that they can do it and they found a soldier that had a- some morsel of um, motivation to actually do this, and they exploited order. it. They exploited him. Of course, they have to. 
So one of I these characters it. is being exploited to get right, in. Right. It very much felt like Suicide Squad. <laughs> it kind of is, and and not in the sense of, of of that film, but you know what I mean. Like it's it's a suicide mission, and they 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 found leverage on somebody, and and they allowed him to pick the person who went with them. And uh, I do love. There's a scene where he's like, "Why would you pick me for this? <laughs> like why? Like because it's it's truly awful." Yeah, like, and he didn't really know. No. Honestly, I mean, there's no there's no fault in this. So this was written by Sam Mendes along with Christy Wilson Cairns uh, Sam Mendes he was told stories from his grandfather about World War One. yeah we should and say that it was this inspired is by a inspired lot of those stories by stories and I'm um, sure other people's stories as well but mostly his grandfather it's it's loosely um, based on some true stories and right. but it's it's a story but it's a very believable story this is very oh 100 absolutely because it's 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 grounded there, in many ways and 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 so again it's 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 directed by Sam as well and shot by Roger Deakins right my god it deserves an Oscar right off the bat <laughs> <laughs> one of the things I really liked about it, not only was like it had this sense of geography where it's like get from here to here and then you see like what that's like traversing a war zone and you know going yes that, that distance in a war zone it it also it has uh, like the only word i can describe it is kinetic it's a kinetic way of telling a story because you are trying to do it in what appears to be one take kinetic visceral However, I wish they didn't tell me that going into it in in any of the marketing or any of the people you know doing interviews well, least, for it because I spent a lot of time figuring out where cuts were. Oh, someone walked in front of the camera. There's a cut, and I did the exact same thing. There's there's an explosion. Everything's really hazy. There's a cut. But as a, I think anybody who is in our position, they're gonna do the exact same thing. You have to. You can't. You can't help it. You watch that many movies where you know what you're getting, what you're going into, and you can't help yourself because. You it was know, like you know how like, it was like the daredevil fight in the hallway in season one where everyone's like wow well, one take and everyone's like no there's actually six cuts here and here's sure, where you can see them. <laughs> sure but like i'm thinking more of like a like a Birdman type thing you know like oh i'm just saying a it's, but it's so subtle but, and but so what i'm slight. saying is it, it it broke it broke my engage it, it, it broke it took me away from being engaged with it in those moments where i'm trying to pick out where there's cuts you know see for me like i, I thought i thought the cuts I could easily tell pretty quickly, like when it happened, but it, it, I never, I was never like looking for it. Oh, I was, hundred <laughs> percent. Like I just knew when it happened. Like as soon as it, like I could just tell. I could, just, I don't know what it is. To me, I wanted to be like, I got like you. they did a good job. I got you, Sam. They, they did a good job. They did oh, really did. They really did. Job. They did a good job with that. One of the little things off. that I love was that they show Jack Russell Terrier Terrier in the in the trench, and that comes from a, an actual story of mm. a Jack Russell Terrier that was that was a dog that was adopted by soldiers, and when they would hear bombardments coming the the dog would actually take cover because he could hear the high-pitched whistle of mortar shells before the soldiers could Interesting. and everyone knew to take and and then that dog was later used to send messages through through trenches and everything they would they would because send the dog can move faster than because the, the dog can move faster in the trenches because jack russell terrier it's literally made to to dig and go into tight areas and stuff like that but also he's so low to the ground that mustard gas he walked underneath of it for the most part uh, hmm. And I believe there are there, there's a statue of that dog. I, I know, like I, I didn't do a lot of research here. Yeah, I did not know anything but, about that. But just but just a scene with a Jack Russell Terrier immediately made me think of that story that I've heard about World War One. Yeah, and it kind of adds a level of depth just to this story. Just seeing something like that in the background. Also, like the scenes where they're going through no man's land. There's 
bodies everywhere and not bodies like you've seen in other movies where they're just kind of lying there and rotting and stuff like that. Some of them are pancaked into the dirt. Like there's a few times where they're climbing over hills and there's just kind of like a face staring out at them and it's completely covered in dirt. Uh, That's one of the great things about this is like it's it's not trying to be too showy about it all no. like it's so but the set design did and the, su- the set design is fantastic is, oh unbelievable it really is unbelievable i mean the accomplishments technically for this movie is beyond anything and i've seen recently and just like and we talked about dunkirk stunning. last year this film is is basically made as a spectacle of of filmmaking not so much for its story or its acting or anything like that. Well, it's, and, and it's also, but again, it's, it's also that too. I mean, right. it's not like, no, but no, I mean, it's telling you a pretty generic war story, but yes, it's, it's adding yes. a spectacle behind it. Yes. That is more. That's, more, that's the story. Um, that's I guess the you story. could say it's technical in, in, in a modern way behind the scenes. Not so much on screen. You know what I'm saying? Like as far oh, as a no, feat, I thought on screen, like it just the scale of everything and the way well, they, I know, but I mean the like the way they showed scale and the way they made you feel scale and the way they they they, they played with geography and stuff like that. But also just just the way it was it was shot. Everything mm-hmm. felt like a sprawling and it was epic organic yeah. scene, right? Yeah. Like every every place they, they ventured into felt organic for him to yeah. get to that. Saw it in Dobie. So it's like this massive yeah. screen. It's beautiful, it's bright, it's uh, vivid. I, I hope I didn't miss my chance to see it in Dolby or IMAX because I, I did initially miss that first weekend and, and, the and sound, I, 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 I hated myself for missing it and I had to watch it into a normal screen. Uh, I'm like, fuck. No, the but sound. I'm definitely going to see this movie another time in theaters because I, 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 I have to. The sound um, I'm is hoping so I, good. I can see it in Dolby. Yeah, but it's it's uh. it's one of those things where this is a technical marvel, and it is an achievement of direction and oh, yeah. and set design and sound design and cinematography. And, and cinematography and stuff like that. But as far as like story goes, it's it's pretty it's pretty basic, you know. I mean, you root for your characters for sure, um, but they don't tell you enough about your characters to really know anything about them other than sure. their skin in the game, and that's it. Right, and and I think. The only drawbacks that I have with this film is that, like the some of the dialogue exchange and the character development was a little too subtle, well, and then also a character's. See, I almost forgave um, it because it's subtle. Physical because- interactions with with harm, I feel like did not right, but. I, I forgave it because it's telling this. It's literally telling a snippet of of the war. This I, yeah, this one day through the eyes of a soldier. I know, I know. And you're right and, there. And with they don't them. want to spoon feed the right. audience, and I respect it. I really do. I mean, this is something. You're right there with them. You're behind them. You're moving with them when something happens to them. If you're watching it in that big Adobe theater, like I was, when an explosion happens, I legit felt that explosion. So you know, it's very much like a VR experience. Sure, almost. sure. And to go on a little bit of a tangent, it's interesting because. You know, this is the last big movie for the award season and of the year. They didn't have a wide release until. Can I know, be honest? I'm a little, I'm, so. a, I'm a little upset that because this could be e- easily my top five of 2019. Very much, and, so. and I'm like, well, how do I? Can I put it on it? 
it didn't like, sh- do i put it on my 2020 list now like i, I don't know like like who knows I, I don't know exactly what to do now yeah, but I, like, was, I was a little miffed about that the but, fact um, that like they, they released it in in I, other well, media I, I understand it like they probably were down to the wire because like the technical aspect of this movie was probably daunting for sure. for um sure. so i i understand I, I get it i get it but i think it's also because they're surprisingly like this dark horse blowing the doors open with the award season right now because they're 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 shifting things up like it was originally going to be a couple other different kind of movies i don't think this is there. i don't think this is and a then, shoot i don't think this is a best film i don't think it's going to win best film i, don't I, think, it's I, I think it's a contender it's one of the three it's one of the three that's going to win i think i so. definitely believe that and then again sam mendez and uh roger deakins are strong contenders now as a director and cinematographer Absolutely. for this movie as well so jay give it a score right you know what, solid a solid a solid a i'm right there with you i'm an i'm an a it's not it's not an a plus and Can't a re- do it you know can't do it and it's because like i said like the story and you know the main one of the main uh guys you know with him getting some injuries and stuff like that i thought he was able to survive and pull through some of those in a way that i didn't think was 100 percent. you've also never been in that situation neither have i and we don't know we don't know how much adrenaline can take you because they do do a good job of showing you the level of exhaustion yes that is affecting and how Right, and it does deliver in his performance at times too, like the way he. And one of the nice, another nice thing is speaks. And we've had a lot of World War II epics in our time. Mm -hmm. Um, We've had a lot of World War II epics. Not a lot that tells the story of World War One. True, true. I I can name maybe a few off the top of my head. Legends of the Fall. I I mean that 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 takes place during World War One. Yeah. But like it's, I would actually have to, I would actually probably have to sit down and Google it. Um, And now 1917. But like, if anyone said anything about like about that, like it's like. Uh, that immediately this is the movie i think of when i think of well, what what is the what is a portrayal of of war in world war one yeah it's 1917 and on the western front <laughs> like there you go and, those and, are, those and are good the, on him because you know this is a this is a great film and i'm i'm, I'm and for world world war one fanatics i think they're going to be happy with this movie yeah. for sure i would love to watch this movie with my brother who is he's a history teacher he is a, a just oh gosh fan of history he's just you know he, oh, he eats it up so. yes tell him about this i would love to watch it with him no i mean he's he's a home video guy when this comes out on home okay, video i would okay. definitely like buy it on blu-ray and then like let him let him borrow it and then like we sure. can discuss it and stuff and i'll learn some new interesting facts about it uh so i mean th- that's it for for a review me and jay aren't going to get into heavy spoilers for, for for this review or anything there's really not no, much no, to spoil no 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 not at all um, i think i think more than anything you know we're going to get into again, some more movies in top five this is a movie that is is less of a less of a film and more of an experience like that's that that's the way i, oh, yeah. I felt while watching it i was like this is an experience it's an immersive experience and i think i described that's Dunkirk worth very much the theater. same way last year where it's just like or two years ago where i was just like this is an experience i'm just i'm experiencing i'm experiencing this moment in history and i'm feeling like it's a- accurately portrayed mm-hmm. and um engrossed just in the spec uh, just in the spectacle that they have placed before me and w- after that that runtime is done um, I was, that that was that was a very nice place to go and i will go back to this movie and i and i have gone back to dunkirk yeah. since and I, I find that with these type of spectacle type movies i find new details in it 
each time that I'm like, God, that is just so amazing that they. And there's definitely a lot of details in this movie. I mean, there's like a guy, like I mean, the guy in the first like ten minutes cuts his hand on barbed wire, and then in the next moment, there's a lot of surprises. His hand goes right through a dead body. (laughs) I know. And in my head, I went like, "You are losing that hand, sir." You are losing oh, that hand, man. and it was like it was so gross. And you felt I, I but literally I yelped in yeah. my seat when that happened. But dude. it didn't fetishize the gore or anything like that. <laughs> it was know. just it, it was, was just so matter of fact. Just it was just fact. so matter of fact. And that's I I really applaud this movie. I'm so happy. Ex- I was looking forward to this movie for yeah. so long, and I'm so happy I finally saw it. And, so um, it's an experience. And I'm not disappointed. Go to the theaters and see it if you can. If you can't, when it comes out. Get it, view it in the most high res, best sound, largest and, and, picture that you could possibly and, get. And respect the movie. Yeah. Like, just commit. Sure. Like, turn your phone off. Like, get into the movie. This is you a, know? this this is a in theater viewing here yes. at, at the uh, Super Movie Bros studio. So we will have to uh, dust off the projector, get out the sound bar, or, or no, better Anybody, yet. Anybody, you guys want to come on yeah. by and better just yet. watch it with us? Better yet, we'll Bring put a on a six pack. We'll let you in. We'll put on the noise canceling <laughs> stereo headphones to, yeah. to enjoy it. Not even, not even listen to it through a speaker just experience it in our brains <laughs> just mm. inside our heads all right jay let that's it for our reviews let's head over because we got a top five to do let's do it Welcome back. It's time for me and Jay to get into our top five. This time we're doing top five war movies, top five military spectacles, exploits, like you know, whatever. It's top five military movies, pretty much. Let's get started with you, buddy, man. Uh, this is a this has been a tough list, and I'm still I'm still iffy on my number five. I might have to pull a tied for number five moment. So I hate this list. This uh, is one of the most tough. challenging. Well, top fives that we've war done movies, in a long time. More, war movies are tough because there's so many. Where do you go? And there's do a you, lot of good ones out there. Do, do you go for like the emotional aspect of it? Do you go for the visual spectacle <sighs> of it? You the know, rewatchability. What, rewatchability. Like what? The the grand scope of story. And, I mean, like there's again, a lot of things to it. As always, our top fives are always our top five favorites. Favorites, right? Not we're not saying that they are they are technically the best movies. You know, the top five war movies, but. Um, and you always want your list to kind of be representative of you and what you of what you enjoy in a in a war movie. But there's so many aspects to enjoy that it's really tough to narrow it down. But Jay, let's let's do our damnedest, man. What is your number five? Lone Survivor. Been around the world twice. Talked to everyone once. Seen two whales fuck. Been to three world fairs. And I even know a man in Thailand with a wooden cock. I push more Peter, more sweeter, and more completer than any other Peter Pusher around. I'm a hard-bodied, hairy-chested, rootin', tootin', shootin', parachutin', demolition, double-cap, crimpin' frogman. There ain't nothing I can't do, no sky too high, no sea too rough, no muff too tough. Learned a lot of lessons in my life. Never shoot a large-caliber man with a small-caliber bullet. Drive all kinds of trucks. Two-bys, four-bys, six-bys. Those big motherfuckers that bend and go when you step on the brakes. Anything in life worth doing is worth overdoing. Moderation's for cowards. I'm a lover, I'm a fighter, I'm a UDT Navy SEAL diver. I'll wine, dine, intertwine, then sneak out the back door when the refueling is done. So if you're feeling froggy, then you better jump, because this frogman's been there, done that, and is going back for more. 
Cheers, boys. All right. So a modern military epic, pretty much. Yeah. So this one is a bit of a sleeper hit, right? I mean, this was not massive. This was not a huge release. It wasn't a big awards movie or anything like that. It was kind of just like a like a you know like an action movie four navy seals right? huff it up a huff it up a cliff get caught by al-qaeda and mm-hmm. have yeah, to the taliban leaders and all shoot that their, stuff have and, to shoot their way out yeah it's and, very and simple the, and the fact that this was you know I, and the star power was was worked i mean it worked well, for this kind mark of thing Wahlberg was the star power Mark Wahlberg, ben you know, foster T- taylor kitsch yeah emil hirsch and mm-hmm. ben foster's in there of course and um some some good villains eric bana made a, a bit of a cameo along with some other guys like or, or alexander ludwig he was in bad boys for life this came out at a time peter, where peter berg where, is very hit or miss for me right. and he hit for this one for me right I, and this is one of those movies where it's it's at the end of the country's you know hurrah war in the middle east yes. and it very much straddles that line in its in its messaging of like respect the soldier and love them for what they do don't necessarily love the reason that we're there and it's very much telling you that sure that that type of tale and this one this one just delivered on action but also practical military intelligent action absolutely you know like on the fly on the spot you're the lone guys there like you guys need to somehow navigate and figure this out because you're trapped and you know there's there's a lot of interesting aspects to this movie and i i thought it was brutal it was gruesome it was surprising it was gripping and it was very fresh and and i i really enjoyed this movie and respect it yeah awesome man all right so i i am cheating I'm just gonna cheat. I don't care. I'm cheating. How? My 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 number my number five is tied. The oh, fuck you. It's tied. Fuck you. You can't do this on me. I can. I, I no no. I've reduced my honorable mentions by one. If that helps. What so. the fuck? I deserve a tie then. Nope, no ties. <laughs> you just gave yourself a tie. It's it's because uh, they're both there for the same reason. It's it's Dunkirk and 1917 at number five. Oh, listen to you. Because it, because they're both they're both there for the exact same reason. The the spectacle just for 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 so everything. You, lump, you lumped them into a category. I know lumped them into a category. That's why they share number five. I, I did I did reduce myself by one honorable mention because of it. But yeah, I I couldn't decide which of the two. You know, if push came to shove i'd probably say 1917 now if i had to and i don't need to go into why because we just did a review for it moments ago and i think we talked about dunkirk enough during that to, to give to give a reason why but that's my number five jay because you said it i'll add one more back to my honorable mentions and i'll <laughs> stick to it it's 1917 that's my number five <laughs> leading into Ura, my number four is jarhead swafford sir yes sir you the maggot whose father served in vietnam Sir, yes, sir! Outstanding! Did he have the balls to die there? Sir, no, sir! Too fucking bad. He ever talk about it? Sir, only once, sir! Good! Then he wasn't lying! Are you eyeballing me with those baby blues? Are you? Sir, no, sir! Are you in love with me, Swafford? Sir, no, sir! Oh, you don't think I look good in my uniform, Swafford? Sir, the drill instructor looks fabulous in his uniform, sir! Oh, so you're gay then, and you love me, huh? Sir, I'm not gay, sir! Do you have a girlfriend, Swafford? Sir, yes, sir! Yes again, motherfucker, Jody's banging her right now! Get on your face and give me 25 for every time she gets fucked this month! Down on your face! 
Wow. Okay. I mean, you, yeah, you're going for the for the modern military I'm, stuff. Uh, they're mostly all. My, I'm not a huge fan of the older ones. Oh, we're gonna have a very different list. I know. I, th- is, I thought we would. I thought mine we would. is very much. N- there's almost no no modern military yeah. on here at all. I, I I had a feeling. I had a feeling, and and it was one of those kind of things where. You like know. everyone else in my family, I'm a history buff, so I I do like I do like the the older stories. Like I like the, I like I that. I respect them for what they are for the times, but like they, but they don't, don't hold sp- up for me. They don't speak to me the way that yeah, they don't speak to a modern sense. Relatively I get more modern ones. Do you? And All right, I, you but know. but we go on Jarhead. So I think there's like three scenes of battles in here. You know? Yeah, I mean this one, you know, this one was one of the movies that bounced around the most for me. Yeah. Whether it being on the list, honorable mention, five, like whatever, like, but at the same time, this was one of the most rewatchability um, type films for me. Like I've seen this a lot of times. At the time when this came out in 05, I was I I was you know I was like three four years deep into my nerd gas. You're the bugle boy. You forgot guy. your bugle. <laughs> there was a lot of. There's a lot of freshness, a lot of fun. It was. This is a Sam Mendes picture. But it's again, also it's, about. it's also based on a book that had something to say. It's based so on the, the true story so the with a book had, where this guy, this this ex marine wrote. So the film um, had something to say as and, well. And it and it plays on a lot of the of the realities of the psychological tropes that a lot of other movies didn't show before. Yeah. Of the waiting, of the the nothingness, of being stationed somewhere and you're literally in a horrible situation. It's definitely horrible in the middle of a desert. Wherever your circumstances, you could be in the middle of a fucking blizzardy, cold, horrible mess there. I mean, it doesn't matter, but these guys are in the dead heat with nothing going on, waiting. I mean, waiting to do something for this war. That and is the modern happens. military epic. Is right. that you do nothing. And that's a <laughs> that's a big part of the military that is not shown in a lot of ways and I, I thought they did a great job with that and i thought it was still entertaining and engrossing and dramatic and all the all the right ways as well so fair enough all right jay my number four inglorious bastards I take your wiener snit so they can finger and point out on this map what i want to know fuck you and your jew dogs <laughs> Actually, we're all tickled to hear you say that. Quite frankly, watching Donnie beat Nazis to death is as close as we ever get to going to the movies. Donnie! Yeah? Guy's German here wants to die for country. Oblige him. <laughs> cool. It, I'm happy it's on your list. It's, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. is it a war movie? <laughs> Maybe. I, I let it slide. It takes uh, place during look, a war. I, um, it, let, it just has, it, go. <laughs> has such a fr- it has such, just such a fresh take on, on yeah. World War II. Uh-huh. And it's, it's telling a different type of story. You know, it's not so much the soldier. It's the, it's the OSS missions, the secret missions, all the stuff that's going on behind the scenes. But it's also just, it's also just fun. It's a little bit of reverend. It, it, it's obviously slick, you know, filmmaking, slick story. And you, you just fall in love with all of the characters in it. You know, I absolutely love Aldo, the Apache, but at the same time, Christoph Waltz, you know, you love, you love his character too. So it's, you know, I mean, I don't think I don't think I need to sell a Quentin Tarantino movie or why it's on my list. I, I had a chance to put a Quentin Tarantino movie on my list, and I fucking took it. So <laughs> that's my number four, Inglorious Bastards. All right, Jay, we're back to you, man. What's your number three? Nineteen seventeen. All right, love this movie. That's- this really blew me away. I guess it is. Is a this spectacle. like the? Is this the only period piece that's going to be on your on your list? 
<laughs> is Great. everything else modern military? Oh, no. Okay. Fair. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, the rest of them are, are period. So right. I didn't really think about that. Um, there you go. I was just thinking about but like release date modern, but like I, I, I as far as like no no no. Um. Anyway, so this one I think this is gonna hold up for me. I mean, I really dug the story and the simplicity of it, and I thought it was refreshing because it balanced out the spectacle that we went through with these two guys, and or this you know, and 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 just going through this mission and going and watching it and being immersed in it and being on the edge of your seat and not being able to. Is breathe. it weird that it's like just shy of two hours, but you feel like it's over before it's even begun like that's one of the things that i thought when i was getting out of it i was like yeah. it's over before it even began like it i i was just giddy like it okay. was one of those weird things where I, I was i felt like i was stirring in my seat it was one of those kind of interesting experiences because the way it's shot um you know and, and uh, you know i'm not gonna just bring it up again but like, yeah it is a lot of that one take aspect of it all it, yeah, I mean, it, com- it adds to that calm it's, down we just talked about it literally so you guys just heard our review 10 minutes ago you we know just why it's on my list calm down and that's why calm down man <laughs> all right jay my number three uh this is a vietnam war story but it's one that I absolutely love because it's directed by the fantastic Stanley Kubrick and it has some of the most quotable lines ever in any military movie and they come courtesy of Mr. R. Lee Ermey. I am Gunnery Sergeant Hartman, your senior drill instructor. From now on you will speak only when spoken to and the first and last words out of your filthy sewers will be sir. Do you maggots understand that? Sir, yes sir. Bullshit, I can't hear you. Sound off like you got a pair. If you ladies leave my island, if you survive recruit training, you will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death praying for war. But until that day, you are pukes. You are the lowest form of life on earth. You are not even human fucking beings. You are nothing but unorganized, grabastic pieces of amphibian shit. So obviously I'm talking about Full Metal Jacket. I absolutely love this movie. I love the duality of this movie. Cool. I love that it, that, that you're following them through basic training and the hell that they go through in basic training. It's almost like two films in one. But I, I mean, I even wrote like a dissertation on, on this movie when I was in film class, but I'm not going to get into the full dissertation here. But that's one of the great aspects of the film that I love is that it's the duality of this film. They, they are the men being made into soldiers you see the psychological breaking down of them and the building of them into soldier and then we get to see the fruition of that when they're over in vietnam which is almost like a completely different movie where we get to meet like animal mother and you know the the duality of of the main character as on his helmet he has born to kill but also a peace symbol on there as well so the entire film is about like the duality of man and everything like that so it's it's a very interesting interesting look at it and it's stanley mm-hmm. kubrick and it's done in only the way stanley kubrick can do it's shot in the only way that stanley kubrick can shoot films it's it's fantastic it's it's epic but it's also very personal at, at the same time and it's one of those movies that like after i was done watching it um i was like fuck man i feel like shit <laughs> like I feel, <laughs> I feel like shit after watching this movie and that's how i know that it's it was a good film because it made me feel something so so integral so all right man we're here man what's your number two i mean we're breezing through these <laughs> i know and I, that's that's good that's great my number two fury why are you here you're here to kill him you know why he's here 
He's here to kill you. He's here to kill you. He's here to rip your throat no, off. Oh, God! Trying to teach you something. You here to get me killed? You're gonna get me killed? No. I need you to perform. Okay. Ah, uh, Fury. This is one of those ones that I think they just pulled off something that again a could have been really challenging to. It's a different. You know, it's a different it's type a, of movie, a, and that's what I like about my list because I feel like I really tried. I didn't really try that hard, but like it just kind of organically happened that Fury, way. But like every movie is a different type of Fury movie to me of was war. like let's let's tell the and story it's a different perspective let's of t- war. Let's let's do Saving style. Private Ryan, but keep them very claustrophobic and show you what happens to, to people when they're kept that close to each other. Yeah, a small group of guys within a tank, tank life, um, moving from town to town, mission to mission. Hashtag tank life. <laughs> <laughs> also see tank girl for, for hashtag tank life. <laughs> Ooh. Um, it's free right now on IMDb TV <laughs> in case anybody's listening. Um, and it is it's a breezy it. two hours and 15 minutes to worry. I, 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 it's so highly engaging. The chemistry between these guys, you know, Pitt, LaBeouf, Lerman, Pina, Berenthal. I mean, my God, these guys were fucking in it. Method ass stuff, and whatever. It's very, like it's, it's, very, it's really cool. One of the cool things they do, David it, Ayer, like right before he did Suicide Squad. Yeah. So that's why we were so hyped on Suicide Squad because this movie was great. So one of the things I love about it is like the, the movie kind of like starts off at like a distance where like you know it's tank warfare, right? So like all the carnage is happening out there. It's not in here with them. Mm-hmm. But as the film goes on, the carnage starts to surround them. Like they they they, they love showing the moments of the tank rolling over dead bodies and stuff like that so like as the film goes on it becomes more 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 gory more more you know it starts showing you the horror of what this war machine is doing sure and what it's doing to the men inside of it as and well. the re- and the realities of that exactly because nobody really thinks about that kind of stuff and the power of it has but also the complications right. it it's has. Very, it's very How complicated it is to actually function and work a goddamn tank right it's very easy to download a game called like you know tank wars or something like that yeah and then play it and you're like ah but but then like when you see this movie you're like <laughs> now when i play tank wars i think about the five men inside of it and what oh they're going yeah <laughs> and, it, and it, it's it's really really cool really fun and really well done and it has a great mid-movie quiet scene with like i think it's a french town you're or something about, like that the, dinner go, the dinner scene with the two young ladies and 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 there's a levity of right. humanity and depravity all mixed up in, in, in one right. big ball. Where, where one person wants to wants to spend their time feeling like a normal person who right. has a normal sit-down dinner and a pleasant and, conversation and a couple with others want to be savages about it all yeah. exactly yeah so yeah Really, really like this movie. Very cool. <laughs> All right, Jay, my number two. Uh, I think this probably has the number one opening scene of all movies of all time for me. It is Saving Private Ryan. Mm. I swear, I hope Mama Ryan's real fucking happy knowing that little Jimmy's life is a little bit more important than two of our guys. But then again, we haven't found them yet, have we? Have we? Here you go. Get the hell off me. Driving. Get up. Gear up. Falling. I'm done with this mission. Hey! Hey! 
sir. Don't you walk away from your captain. Robin, get back in line. No, sir. I'll spend the rest of my life in the stockade if I have to, but I'm done with this. I'm not gonna ask you again, soldier. Captain! Uh, now this is bullshit. Fall in. Fall in. Captain, please! What's the pool on me up to? I'll do it. I will do it. Robin! You are a coward son of a bitch! I'm waiting, son. Zoe! I'm What's waiting. What's the pool on me up to right now? What, what, what's it up to? Wait, what is it? Uh, $300? Is that it? $300? I'm a school teacher. So Saving Private Ryan was, it's this movie that like, I think I saw it at an age where I was too young to see it, right? Like I was probably in my, I was probably in my, I was probably a preteen. Let's say like nine, 10, 11 years old when I saw this. Yeah, well, well I could say this now. It's my number one. Okay. Because it, we were at the number one. So, yeah, I mean. Well, I mean we're I, not I, there. I we still have to do our honorable mentions, but that's fine. Well, but we can I'm, talk I'm about just it. I'm saying, I mean, might as well because collectively. I, it's my, you know, it's my turn next anyway. So, yeah. might as well just talk about it together. So, Saving Private Ryan's your number one. Yeah, it is. I, yeah. I think it deserves to be there. I mean, this, it's. This one was my first. I think one, at least very much, it was definitely my first war movie in theater that I saw. My grandmother took I, me. I got you. I, I can't believe she took I my saw sister. It, I saw it in the drive-in with my parents. Oh, yeah, drive-in. I remember watching the movie beforehand, which I can't remember what that movie was, and I fell asleep during that movie because I was I was a kid. I mean, you know, I was oh god, yeah. I was twelve years old actually because I was born in eighty six. This came out this came in ninety eight. So I was I was I was eleven, twelve years old when this movie came out. And I remember like waking up to just this loud blaring sound. And when I opened my eyes, it's Tom Hanks eyes staring back at me as they're traveling. And it's just the sound of the boat as they're traveling across the the English channel, pretty much making landing on Normandy. And then the, the, the door of the amphibious vehicle just drops. Dude. And dudes are dropping like flies. And I was like, oh shit, what the fuck did I just wake up to? I woke up to a <laughs> I woke up to a fucking nightmare. But yeah. it immediately grabbed me and ripped and, me into it. And, and was, you're in. Right. In. 100%. I remember like watching a dude like stumble around as he picks up his arm and goes, Oh, here it is. Yeah. Oh God. Found it. Shit like that. I know. That and then a dude holding crazy. his guts and just going, like, mama, mama, mama. And I'm like, fuck, what the fuck did I? I'm 12 years old and I just woke up to this. And then like, you know, and that's just how the film opens. I know. It's the first 20 minutes of the movie. And then you get into the story and you get into the humanity of it and everything like that. And that's one of the things I loved. I love the fact that like, you know, Tom Hanks is a school teacher from from bumfuck Pennsylvania, right? And and just wanted to get back and coach baseball and be with his wife and everything like that. And, you know, they're going for this very human reason to save the, the last brother standing of five brothers who have all died over here. And even though it's not realistic in that, their mission is not realistic, but everything going on around them feels real. It feels like this is a story that came out of World War II. Well, if it... Exactly, and it does feel real, and it, and it feels humane, and it, and it does have a hopeful um, aspiration. You know, you you want to you want to take this journey with these guys, and you and you want to follow the orders, and you want to do it uh, and, and because of you're American, and you want to you know save your brotherhood and 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 do right by them, and 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 the characters, the acting, you know, it really it pulls you through this movie and Tom Hanks was, you know, absolutely. But my surprising, but perfect casting, you know, I mean, you never, you, you, you never really would have thought to put Tom Hanks in a war movie, especially not a war movie like no. this. But I also love Jeremy Davies as corporal Upham, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's, he's the pencil pusher. He's the guy that, you know, he was there, he was there to do journalism and everything like that. But I love the idea that he, you know, he, he, 
just a progression of him making a kill, right? Like, you know, sure. But we also see what happens when you fail to act because of him, right? Because of his failure to act, a main character dies because he doesn't act. And then later on, we see how war changes you, how he becomes a killer because of the situation he was put in and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's nuanced, but it was haunting and it was, it's still haunting to this day. And I think it holds up. And I, I, I mean, it's one of the most, phenomenal films that spielberg has ever done and it's one of the best, i think so too you know one of the best war movies ever done if i um, had to if i had to put two movies that that spielberg has done at like the top i would it's tough it's really tough we have to go we've done it i'd be it. very interested to hear what you say but saving private ryan is definitely one of those two i think yeah it, you it think it's t- top two then okay I, 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 I i'm surprised to hear that i, it's I tough, thought it's tough it to, would be in your top three i didn't think nope, top two. top two because it's Spielberg, so this is the one for him that goes in his top two. The one for us that goes in his top two, that's that's up in the air, right? Because it's always been one for him, one for us. It's always been that. <laughs> so as long as we've been enjoying movies, one for you know, he, as as for you know, we get War Horse, we get Saving Private Ryan, we get Schindler's List, we also mm. get an Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, <laughs> or we get a BFG, or we get a, you know. <laughs> Oh God, BFG, <laughs> BFG. Jeez, right. I forgot about that. <laughs> Tintin, uh, <laughs> but that was actually a one for him because he grew up reading Tintin comics. So I know, anyway, I know. Anyway, uh, that's the, the, all right, man. Yeah, number one, my number two. Uh, we'll get to my number one after we get to some honorable mentions. Jay, your honorable mentions, man. What do you got? All right, so first honorable mention. Um, well, Atonement. I adore Atonement. I think it's a it's a it's a great mix. It's a great story cut up between a love story and a war movie. And it has one of the earlier, and also it was around the same time as Children of Men, but it has one of the greatest one take tracking shots of post Dunkirk scenes ever. And, and and hence another honorable mention of mine is Dunkirk. So um, that again obviously is because one of, because you forced my hand into mm-hmm. not allowing there to be a tie. Yes, Dunkirk now yes. moves to my honorable mention. So that's all my honorable mentions. Beautiful, special, one of a kind, unique war movie. Nolan uh, did one of a kind and in Absolutely. classic Nolan fashion. Um, also, the Hurt Locker. You know, it's not love. It's, it. it's not very accurate, but I really highly enjoyed this movie. I think it's really visceral. It's really cool, and I think it does shine a, a, a light on on actual right people that do this shit for a living. Right. And it's it's scary. It's, it's very scary. much like American Sniper, where it follows one particular right. job, right? You know, in the military and stuff. Um, I know another one. It's not really on my honorable mentions list, but I think it deserves to be mentioned. Is Zero Dark Thirty because we're you know, and I agree with that. We I learn, do. We, we we learn about the the secret operatives. You know, the the way the, the way they were the different exactly. The and, and, I, and I and I really. And the CIA really agents liked, that do it exactly, and I and I like that shit. The intelligence. You know, I love gathering. I love Homeland. I still do. And, and I can't and believe you right do. Up. I feel like that's so far from where that show started. It's so it's gone. So yeah, far. I I I know, it's but so I far. still I still can go with it. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. But uh, a couple other ones. I'm just gonna rattle off really quick. But also, you know, American Sniper was always a lot of uh, was a really good fun. Um, and the Patriot and Platoon. Man, not one so, of us. Um, I feel like it needs to be mentioned, but it's not on my honorable mentions, but I truly love and respect this movie. Uh, Black Hawk Down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
The, I don't know why that you just wanna, never really held You want to talk me, about like, it is really we talked good, about 1917 really and the kinetic yep. nature of that. Mm-hmm, and that's one of the mm-hmm. things that draws you into it. This very much this was. This one does too. You're right. Kinetic nature right. draws you right into right. the action and stuff like that. Uh, but I already mentioned Dunkirk. So my other ones are The Dirty Dozen, which is very nice, much nice. a suicide squad type story where you know the dirty dozen go out to do a dirty deed and they are all pretty much prisoners of war who are you know now taken and given the suicide mission and i absolutely love the dirty dozen one that i didn't put on my honorable mentions or on the list at all was the great escape because it takes place during a war but it's not actually a war movie they're more like prisoners and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so i didn't put that on here but yeah i feel like it's another you know, movie that that needs to be mentioned. Uh, Fury J, which was on your list, so I won't talk about that too much. The Patriot, because yeah, I mean, when I look at like you know, wow, man, what movies were great about the Revolutionary War? <laughs> There's only like literally one movie that comes to mind. Yeah, and it's The Patriot. <laughs> uh, so that was a great movie. When I, it came I, out. I love that movie, man. Love it, absolutely love it. I mean, I think you could look back on it now and see how it's it's very Hollywood, late '90s, very very cheesy in a way, but also at the same time it's it is an epic and I, I i do respect it for that and then finally platoon yeah which is also on your honorable mentions uh another one that you know i i think needs a mention uh, which i showed you scenes from Patton, which uh which i was surprised to hear jay that you've never seen Patton. no Man. never did i mean it was no bastard know, there's there's, there's there's like visual elements that i remember obviously it, it has one of infamous. my favorite quotes from like a war movie ever even though it's not on my list but like no 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 bastard ever won a war by dying for his country he won it by making the other the other sorry dumb bastard die for his <laughs> <laughs> like it's and it's so true because it's true no one wins a war by killing by by losing soldiers they win a war by killing other soldiers and it's just it's very matter of fact <laughs> you know, i love absolutely i love that movie only because of george c scott's portrayal of the character so um all right jay my number one here it's francis ford coppola's just absolute epic apocalypse now are you an assassin I'm a soldier. You're neither. You're an errand boy. Sent by grocery clerks. To collect a bill. This is the type of film that to me speaks to like the horrors of war, how war changes people. You know, I think in all the other films that we talked about, that is an aspect of those movies. This, this is a movie that centers around that. Uh, And I think one of the things that puts it here also is just the behind the scenes of apocalypse. Now, like just how impossible this movie was to, to make the fact that it actually was finished and made is just an absolute achievement of itself and and just the characters that you meet along the way mm-hmm. uh it's absolutely fantastic everybody loves the smell of napalm in the morning it's mm-hmm. you know it's it's so it's so fantastic that like it, it it that quote is right up there with you know no i am your father like it's it's right up there with that mm-hmm. it, it you know it's this type of movie where like it's 
Maybe I should so, rewatch it. You need I, to. It's been a long time. Oh my God. I I just Martin. It's Sh- one of those kind of things where I just never felt like Jay. It's one of those movies where like you know I revisiting. I know it's <laughs> it's weird to put these in like the same category. But you know how I tell you like I'll watch a Kevin Smith movie and then I like watching the commentary. I like watching an Evil sure, Dead sure, movie. Sure. I like watching the commentary. Yeah. I like watching Apocalypse Now and then watching a documentary about how Apocalypse Now got made and then remembering about what I just saw and thinking about how amazing it was. I get that. Was I made. get that. I get that. You and there's certain movies that warrant that kind just of Just the stuff. entire like trip down this river and it ends yeah. with him literally entering the gates of hell pretty much. Like he's entering the gates of hell and he goes to meet this, you know, this colonel who has just lost his mind and has gone off the fucking rails and he's there to either kill him or bring him back, but you know, it, you know the way it's going to end. I mean, it's mm. only going to end one way. It's the heart of darkness. And that's Kubrick it's baby. Core. It's no, it's not. It's Francis Ford Coppola. Is it? Why yeah. did I think it was Kubrick? Kubrick is, is a Full Metal Jacket, oh, that's which was right. number four on my list. That's right. That's right. My yeah. bad. Now, this is Francis Ford Coppola, man. This is a Godfather level. This is like, you know, Jay, this Marlon is- Marlon Brando playing the cuckoo crazy Which one. is one of the best things about the movie. Yeah. Like, go watch the documentary about how it was made. And he I, well, I heard, I, I remember shows hearing up some to stuff set, about that. like 40 yeah. pounds overweight, and they're like, you're supposed to be a lean, mean killing machine. And they're like, that's it. We got to film them all in shadow, which winds up being a happy accident that yeah, like it's makes pretty this cool. a, yeah. such a, such yeah, a wonderfully it's, shot it's, movie. It's, oh my God. Yeah. I, all right. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna this I, will. Is, I, I will rewatch this. You know why? Because it's your number one, and you, I have to. You so, know when you're gonna rewatch been... it? When you're here. <laughs> oh, okay. On this, Jay. There's so many cuts of this movie too. There's, I do miss your couch already. There, the, <laughs> I'm looking at it. <laughs> there is the theater cut. I mean, there's yes. the theater cut, the director's cut, the ultimate cut, the redo cut. There's, it's like Blade Runner in that way where it's, I didn't know that. Oh my god, there's so many cuts of this movie. What is the cut? Oh, that's that. That's the real. How question, is that not? Yeah. A lot of people say it's uh, because it's, there's an actual like legitimate. It's apocalypse with the Blade Runner series. Right. Like that's pretty locked down lo- between one or two. Uh, um, a lot of people say that it's that 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 it's uh, the ultimate cut, which is Stan, which is uh, what mean for Blade Runner, which is Ridley Scott's. Sure. Final cut. Sure. The director's cut actually wasn't a director's cut. He had nothing to do with the director's cut. So then yeah. you think the ultimate cut is really his cut. I mean, there's there's people who could probably tell you far better than I could. I'll look it up. Um, I know that when I've seen it, I originally saw, I think, the director's cut. And I know I've seen the, the redo cut. Uh, but... Uh, I couldn't tell you which one was better. I've seen- I wouldn't want to watch the bloated one. Yeah, and I, I can't. Even, I can't even tell you which one I saw. It's crazy because um, it's been a while. But. Let's just find out whatever is available on on Blu-ray right now and buy that one and put uh, put that one on or whichever one's streaming on Netflix or any streaming. Service uh, I'll, I'll do my it. research and we'll do that. I'll but, let you know. Yeah, uh, Jay. If it's been a long time since you've seen this, it's you're definitely due for a redo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, God, it was such a bad dad joke. So that's going to do it for Super Movie Brothers. You are dad tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank all of you guys for listening. Yes, if thank you. If there's any films that we missed mentioning tonight on our war movies, our top five war movies, please reach out to us on our social medias. You can reach out to me on Twitter at Super Movie Pod and me at Instagram or Facebook. Facebook is Super Movie Bros Podcast. Instagram Super Movie Bros. 
And be sure to follow us on Twitter if you would like to vote for our next movie cocktail for Movie Mad Scientists. That will be coming up towards the end of the month. So head over to Twitter, follow at SuperMoviePod, and you'll be able to get a notification when our poll goes up so that your voice can be heard. Also, if you're enjoying this show and you're new to the show, welcome on the new streaming platforms that are listening to us. Uh, there's additional Super Movie Bros content over on our Patreon. So you can head over to patreon.com slash supermoviebros bros podcast and for just one dollar a month you can get all the additional super movie bros content that is available over there uh we just purchased some new loot chest items i have an entire like uh closet pretty much full of of cardboard yeah. boxes that come I come on people let's go open and take pictures of so if you pledge five dollars or more a month you get to pick an item from the loot chest so i'll make sure that i put all those pictures uh up and are available on our social medias for people to look at got to get to doing that very soon I've been saying that a few times, but now that I have all the products in and they're all over the place and taking up room in the studio, I feel like it's time to uh, start 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 unloading. Start unloading. And if people don't join the Patreon, then I'll just start selling them on eBay and making my dollars back. Whatever. Whatever I gotta do. I'm I'm a hustler. Yeah, come on, people. I just want you to know. <laughs> Hustle, baby. And then of course, if you are like us and you vibe a little bit too much while you either record a podcast, listen to a podcast, or do anything thing that you do throughout days in your life and you wind up waking up with a hangover then you're going to want to have some blowfish in your medicine cabinet so make sure that you head over to fourhangovers.com use the promo code smbfish to get your 15 percent off of the miracle hangover cure Love it. want to thank all you guys for listening have a great one cheers cheers <laughs>